Hello. Welcome to Dream Stories. Thank you very much. I'm glad to have you with us today. <laughs> you weren't with us you last with week. Us. <laughs> we weren't with us last week, actually. That's true. We're we... in the midst of trying to build a house and had crazy things going on. and Oh. Uh, we're off last Let's, week. We yeah. might be off next week, too, by the way, folks. Just, we may be moving. We may be moving. Yeah. So. Finally coming to an end. It is, finally. Finally is the very important word. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, but I try to keep, I'm trying to be optimistic, even though I get frustrated in the process. I'm glad so. you're optimistic. It's a good thing. I'm trying. So uh, we're going to talk about dreams today, <gasps> like we usually do. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. I know, it's amazing. But we have a special guest, another one with us. We're doing more and more of that. Yeah. And we have a very special guest because it's my niece, Amanda. <gasps> I love Amanda. So, I know. And she's had some cool dreams that related to work and COVID and different things. And we interpreted them. And time has passed now. We actually talked about a couple of them, I think, very briefly. We, we did. And I was mm-hmm. just going to say that. I remember us talking about that, you know. And, and they may have been mentioning. And as we go through this dream, you'll see what we were talking about. Maybe if you listen to a previous podcast. That's right. And time's passed now. So we've seen some of the results. So that's always a good yeah. opportunity to talk about things. Yeah. So... We're really glad to have you on Dream Stories with us, Amanda Sneet. How well, are you? Thank you so much. I'm glad to be on. Good. We love you. I woke you up early in the morning just to get you on Dream Stories. <laughs> I know. I may have morning voice, but I will try good. <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. You'll be okay. So, yeah. <laughs> well, we um, talking about dreams. You are a dreamer. And every once in a while, you'll text us and say, hey, what does this symbol mean? I think you've really learned a lot about dreams just by listening to the podcast. And I'm curious, do you do you believe God speaks through dreams? I absolutely do. You defi- absolutely. You Yay, definitely. <laughs> uncle's not crazy. <laughs> you definitely see it now, don't you? I mean, you've seen the evidence of it. Yes, I do. I do. And, and um, to kind of give a little back history, when I was a child, I dreamed a lot. And it, it kind of scared me. And, uh, or I would have dreams that would like, just make me real nervous or something, or mm-hmm. I didn't know how, what they meant. And, um, and then when I was kind of a young adult, I was having dreams again. And I kind of was, it, it was just so unnerving to me sometimes because I didn't understand them that I kind of just shut them out. I was just like, I remember praying, Lord, please just, <laughs> I, I don't want to dream anymore. I don't want to dream anymore. And you're not and the only so, person who says that, you know? I know, and I hate that, but I did that, and I was, um, then after I started listening to you guys, I realized, I had even forgot, really, but I had realized I had not been dreaming in years, hmm. and uh, so after I started listening to you guys, I was like, you know, I did that, I remember saying that, I remember praying that prayer, you know, hmm. and so I started kind of opening back up to the Lord and just asking, you know, just saying, you know, hey, I don't know why I did this, but I don't want to do this anymore, and if you want to speak to me, speak, you know? Wow. It's such wow. a cool thing, Amanda, because so many people out there, that's so, so neat for you to share that story, too, because so many people out there, and even people who listen to the podcast, have prayed a prayer like that because they're night terrors when they were young or dreams they just didn't understand or they grew up, you know, kind of thought, well, that's yeah. for kids kind of thing. Don't re- never realizing that God still speaks. We have a, a radio host here in Birmingham uh, that has me on the air every so often that uh, the very first time I was on the air with her, she said, um, I never dream. 
and now she has a dream every week. Every time I'm on the air, I mean, every time I'm on the air with them, she's got dreams to talk about. So it's it's really cool because you can just simply say, God, I, I didn't get to do this, but now I'd like to. I mean, I, I said I didn't want this, but now I do. Yes, I know. It's been it's been really amazing, and uh, I dream so much now that literally. Um, there had been like a little span of time I wasn't dreaming and I was like, oh Lord, please, please talk to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I went to sleep one night and I remember I kept waking up during the night and no dream, just blank. It was just like a blank night, you know? And uh, the third time I woke up, I was like, okay, well, I guess, you know, I was just like, I said, well, if you have anything to say to me, Lord, I am, I'm willing to listen. <laughs> you know, I was just kind of, yeah. and I went to sleep and had a dream. And I, I, it was just like a, this marvelous dream when I woke up in the morning. It was just a, the neatest thing that I kind of like went to sleep at night and wasn't, I wake up and I still just didn't feel like that connection, you know, and I went to sleep again and kind of prayed about it. And it, and then he connected with me, you know, it was really neat for me. I love that because you, it's, there's an interaction there between our creator, you know? Yeah. And I love that he's responding to you. You're saying, okay, I believe, and I know that you speak to me through dreams. Now I haven't had one and I long for that. And you cried out to him and then he responded. And I love that too. So that's beautiful. Yeah. And, I love that. And I love the analogy with it too, because we do have listeners who, who listen to the podcast who are not um Christians who, who don't share our faith but love dreams. And I tell them all the time, or I say it on the broadcast all the time, and I talk when I talk to folks like that, I say, look, just because you're not a Christian doesn't mean you can't ask your creator God to reveal himself, and if he's real, he will. And and it, mm-hmm. that's what you share as a Christian is he does respond to us. And that's so cool. Mm-hmm. So, well, listen, we wanted to talk to you about a couple of your dreams specifically, because you had some dreams that related uh, back in February that have had some time pass and we've seen some of the fruit of those dreams. And so I was wondering, I know you had one, if I remember right, there was one like about Mel Gibson and there was another one about yeah. a Home Depot or the mat- a mattress store or something. I can't remember exactly, <laughs> uh, but yeah. a, 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 store, warehouse a warehouse store, store thing. And we, we, we gave some interpretations. We looked at it loosely. And one of the things I love is we had some general idea of what it meant, but now we've had time to see it play out and know more specifically some of what those things meant. So how about sharing one or both of those dreams and let's take some time and, and hear the story and talk about them a little bit. Okay. Well, um, the first one I believe that happened was the Mel Gibson one. And, um, I was, uh, it was at work. And I was walking to my office. And as I was walking to my office, um, I have a neighbor right beside me that was is pretty new to where I was working. And uh, she was standing outside her office. And another man that I didn't know, in my dream, he looked like Mel Gibson. But he wasn't Mel Gibson. Like, he just looked like him. And he was standing there, uh, like, holding boxes. And had them, like, in a chair, like, when sometimes people would move offices, they would put their boxes and their stuff in rolling chairs, and we would just roll them around to the different places we were moving, you know? And um, he was standing there with um, with the chair loaded up, and I said, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? And he said, well, he said, I'm transitioning roles. 
And I said, oh, you are? And he said, yeah. And he said, but I may end up losing my job. And there was more to that dream that I can't really place, but that was what really stood out in that dream. Right. Right. Was a man that looked like Mel Gibson. That was, he was standing near my office, but really in front of, um, and it was it actually my neighbor, my actual neighbor, uh, she wasn't in the dream. I, I misspoke. She was not in the dream. He was like my neighbor, but it was Mel okay. Gibson. Okay. And he was standing outside of his office and, and, and saying, well, I'm transitioning roles. And then like quietly to me, he said, but, but I may end up losing my job. Right. And it, I was like, oh, no. And I kind of woke up after that. I don't really remember anything else after that. And Michael interpreted that dream for you, right? Yes, yes. Do you remember what he I said? Him. Okay. <laughs> no, you didn't. He don't mind that at all. Okay. So when y'all when y'all were talking, because I was kind of standing over to the side and I didn't hear everything. Do you remember what he told you? He thought it could mean. Well, I think. Let me remember. Because time has passed, so we don't want to talk about yes. you know what has happened since. But at that moment, yeah. maybe what he you may not remember, but he may. Yeah. Well, we I know we talked a lot about Mel Gibson and like because. He, you know, I never really thought about it this way, and I didn't really understand why it was Mel Gibson. Like, it looked like Mel Gibson, but it wasn't him, because he wasn't a movie star in my dream. He was just, it just looked like him, and, and Michael, you know, asked a lot about, well, what, you know, my, you know, what do you see when you see Mel Gibson, and, and like, personality-wise, or trait, you know, and, and what came to my attention, or my memory, was the Braveheart. Um, show movie that he was okay, in. Okay. And then also we talked about, I remember him being funny, like in Lethal Weapon. Okay. Like the old movie, Lethal Weapon, right, you know? Right. Yeah. And, um, and th- those are important things too. For, for folks who are listening and un- want to understand more about dreams, it's not just that it was a person who looked like Mel Gibson, but in this case, there was some significance to what did he mean to you? What did Mel Gibson mean to you? So asking you that question wasn't trying to pry into what you thought the dream meant it was to get a better understanding of what the symbol meant. And so thinking of him, the two places you thought of him, Braveheart, which talks about overcoming fear, being Mm -hmm. strong. And I remember us talking about this and lethal weapon in which he was funny. And it was a movie that had lots of laughter. So Mm -hmm. it related to joy was an indicator. And I, I remember us talking about this probably means that there's some things that you're going to have to be strong in, but will ultimately end up with joy or, or things that are better. And I specifically remember being sure I told you that this does not necessarily mean that your your job is changing or that you're losing your job, but That's it right. could. But you know, right. it could. And, and one thing too is is we are me myself and my neighbor, and it's a lady. But we both knew we were transitioning roles at that point. Mm. Yep. Yep. She was transitioning the role and I was transitioning the role. But that was all at that point. Nothing had actually been moved or we haven't hadn't typically started our new stuff yet. So Okay. So now uh, this neighbor, that, are you referring to her as like a literal next door neighbor, neighbor where you live or your neighboring coworker? My neighboring coworker. She okay. just sits in the office okay. ne- next to me. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. You were gonna say and something, so, sorry. And she and 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 uh and with me and her had just been talking about our transitions a lot too. So I just thought that was, you know, 
you know, at the time too, I was kind of wondering was that was that dream more for her or was it more for me? Right. I you remember know? you talking about that because we talked about don't just run to her and tell her she's got to transition more or she might be losing her job, but you right. might want to give her some indication that you're praying together mm-hmm. about right. it because. You know, giving some indication that that something might be coming could be a, a blessing. Because I, I, right. I, I know we were real careful. It does not say you're going to lose your job or your job's yeah. going to change tr- dramatically, but it might. Because you mentioned to me when we were talking about this, you were already knew you were in transition, and this person mm-hmm. who looked like Mel Gibson says to you, "I'm transitioning. I'm changing roles," which spoke to right. exactly where you were right then. Mm-hmm. then whispers to you, but I may be leaving. I may lose the job. Right. And that spoke to something that could be coming. Right. And you know what I love about this is this is a good teachable moment right here where we talk about what symbols mean and everything. And Michael kind of alluded to it. But, um, you know, someone else, if they had had this dream or Mel Gibson in their dream, and you had asked what does Mel Gibson mean to them, it could be something totally different. It could be that he directed a film, you know, or that he, you know, he was a director. It could mean that he was um, in Mad Max, a crazy, you know, mullet wearing, you know, leather whips and all that kind of yeah. stuff. You know, and, and for everyone, it's, it's what comes up, kind of bubbles up, I would say, in your spirit. You know, what's the first thing you think of? And that's mm-hmm. usually an indicator of why. Um, our creator God chose that metaphor in that moment for you to be able to, for it to be able to set the scene for you to have a dream that has meaning. And so, and I like the fact that it wasn't Mel Gibson, but it was someone who looked like Mel Gibson, which said things are not going to be exactly the way they look. And I don't even think we talked about that at the time, but I'm looking back at it thinking now how cool that is. It's not going to be exactly like what things look like. It's going to be similar to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, because I feel like if I had saw in my dream it was really Mel Gibson, I would have had a completely different response to him in my dream. You know, like it might have taken away. You know, I would have been like oh let me get a selfie or hey can I get your autograph more mm-hmm. than so God knew in my dream that I didn't need to you, <laughs> you didn't know, need the real Mel Gibson the star. <laughs> that's right yeah. you didn't need the mil- real one you just need someone that would give you the picture that's, right. that's so Isn't good that not me? I yeah love it. and you know even though Michael interpreted that dream for you it doesn't necessarily bring tons of comfort at the moment always it just means right. it's interpreted and you just go Huh, okay, well, I'll have to think about that. You know, and you kind of put it in your back pocket, right? I did. And (laughs) and really, like, looking back at it now, I really think, I did put it, I didn't just forget the last part that was said. Yeah. Like, you know, I really, I kind of think it it really prepared my heart. You know, I Mm -hmm. felt like it was really preparing me, you Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. And And it could have seemed like an insignificant dream on one hand because you already knew you were in transition and and roles were changing. It could have been like, well, what does this matter? I already knew this. Mm -hmm. But something else happened later. Right. Well, that leads us. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I can uh, move on to the next one. So I think it was really about one or two days later. I had another dream about work and it was kind of vague. Like, I don't really remember the, the people in it. Like, like 
I knew in my dream that they were people from my work, but I didn't know their faces, if that makes sense. Right. But I knew they were related to my work, and, I, you know, they were instructing us. You know, we had to go to a um, – I feel it was like a big warehouse. And it had, like, big shelving, and they had, like, orange labels on them. So I just assumed that we were, like, in a Home Depot. Mm. And uh, so we were there, and they were giving us instructions that we were going to have to, I remember, this shelter in place. And they said, and they were passing out these real thin, like, mats, like kindergarten mats for people to lay on because we were going to have to spend the night there. And I was like, oh, no. And I'm kind of laughing about it. I don't need that. I've got this. And I had, like, an inflatable mattress. And I had a cushy pillow and a big fuzzy blanket. And I, and everybody was looking at me like, oh, my gosh. She's got all that. She's so prepared, you know. <laughs> and I was, like, kind of real proud of myself that I had brought, was prepared and had all this stuff. And that I was going to be cozy, you know. And, and that was kind of that dream. <laughs> And I remember that one a little bit uh, more specifically of us talking about that it may relate to some of the, you were going to be comfortable through some of the changes at your work. Some things might yes. put you yes. in a That's different place than you expected to be, but you were prepared for it. I was prepared for it, yes. And and two, and when I was thinking about that dream when I was in my current, like when I just had it, I thought, well, that makes sense. Because for my current role I was in, I had been, um, I was working from home. And I was comfortable working from home. I did it more. I did it a lot, you know, and I thought, well, okay, well, I'm, I'm prepared. I can, you know, I was just prepared for it, you know. And uh, so I just kind of made me feel like, okay, well, I'm maybe a step up, you know, in being prepared for different changes or something. So it kind of made me feel comfortable, you know, yeah. yep. in that, especially since. I had had that first dream, you know, about the transition and losing my job. Then I thought, okay, well, this this dream, he's kind of giving me, I felt more assurance of that I'm going to be okay, yep. you know? Yep. It's funny, I was going back through my messages where you had texted me and asked me about the dream, and uh-huh. you, you shared it. So um, you said, I remember we were in this big building. It was like Home De- Depot with orange shelves. We were all spending the night there, and they had mats that they were passing out for people to sleep on. And I said, I'll take it, but I'll have my own fluffy, comfy air mattress and comfy blankets. And then then you said, I remembered in the dream I felt more prepared and comfortable than the others did. And then you interpreted it. You want me to read your interpretation? Sure. (laughs) It's good. You said, I feel like the interpretation interpretation is I'm too comfortable at work and so you were wanting to know what does the Home Depot uh, part mean is that like my home or whatever and that didn't matter but maybe you were too comfortable at work for years yeah. you've been there you know there's the you don't have to exclude that but now uh, I'll let Michael jump in there so well, I like it because we, one of the things about the color orange is it relates to perseverance or patience with things and and you were noticing when you interpreted it that but that that you were you might be too comfortable at work, but you were also not in the environment you you were supposed to be in. You were in the Home Depot environment, and I, I remember us talking about the idea 
that it could be that you're too comfortable at work, or it could be that you're going to be comfortable with what comes, what happens at work when others aren't. Either way, you're more comfortable than the rest of the people around you. And again, we left it vague. Right. Both of those dreams yeah. were left vague mm-hmm. in the sense of they could relate to your work. They could. Now we look back at it and being sheltering in place in, in a dream in February yeah. could have been you're going to stay home because of COVID. But but yeah. but we don't know that at the time, and and it wasn't necessary. And, and while that would have happened, application, there was a deeper meaning to those dreams that began to unfold through the course of the next few months because things, uh, because things changed. I think, uh, uh, um, basically I, I'm looking at Lisa's, the text message she has and talked about it, it being that you're comfortable at work while others may not be so you're prepared to deal with whatever comes your way, even if it means staying over or doing things differently or in unexpected ways. So that was basically the generic general interpretation given. And sometimes when we give people general interpretations, they feel like, well, I want something really specific. I want to know exactly what it means. But it's not always the best to have details. Sometimes it's better to let the circumstances unfold. So why don't you tell people, what has happened with you since those two dreams and how the dreams impacted what went on. Yeah. Okay. So, so, you know, time kind of rolled on and those thoughts, I mean, those dreams kind of, kind of stayed in my mind. I mean, I just really thought about them a lot, you know, well about mid May. So, so COVID hit and, um, and, and my employment sent everyone home. So, not only was I working from home full time, but the whole company was pretty much working from home, from, from home full time now, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I was pretty rocking along pretty good, you know, getting everything done, feeling very accomplished, you know? And, um, and I had been at, with the company I'd worked for, for a, a long time, you know, for probably about 12 years. And, uh, so about mid May or so, um, my boss had sent me uh, a text message and just said, Hey, you know, I, um, I need to have a call with you. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I thought it was about, you know, the project that we had kind of been working on. So anyways, he calls and says, you know, you know, we're going to have to let you go. And I was like, okay, just totally kind of caught off guard at that instant, mm. you know, mm. about it. Because like I said, I had kind of thought it was about a different call. He had a different project, you know. And so, you know, I had the conversation with him. I hang the phone up. And I literally stood at my desk for about 10, 15 minutes feeling sorry for myself. And then I just got, I mean, I just got a piece about it. I mean, that quickly. Mm. And I thought, and in the dream, kind of the dreams, kind of came back in my head, and I'm like, I'm I'm ready for this. I am prepared for this, <laughs> and this is this is not going to do me in. You know, I, you had you your know, big comfy blanket, yeah. and yeah. and Mel Gibson had already told you that when you're in a time of real transition of roles, you might yeah. have to leave the job. <laughs> so. Yeah. So you were going to have some joy, even though you had to be brave. <laughs> yes. And I was like, and, and it was so crazy because that week of work was already panning out to be a very stressful week for me. And uh, so it was like they said, okay, well, we prefer you not to get back on your computer for the rest of the day. And I was like, when I hung the phone up, 
I shut that laptop down and I saw alrighty then. And I was like, I sat really, really sat there for about 10 or 15 minutes, kind of feeling sorry for myself. And, you know, I've never lost my job before. I've never, you know, not felt needed in my position, you know, or felt value. You know, I was just kind of felt sorry for myself for a little bit. And then it just kind of, it left and I looked towards the positive and all the the good things that were going to come from this, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, that instant, I mean, it was that quickly. It really happened that quickly for me and just the peace about it. And I remember I got up and I walked into Audrey's bedroom. Audrey and Avery were in there and Wilson might have already been in there. I can't remember. And I told them about it. I think I called Craig first. I called Craig first before I told them. And he was like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm actually fine. I think I'm fine, you know? <laughs> and uh, Walton told the kids, and it was so funny because Audrey said, what are we going to do? <laughs> and I said, we are going to be perfectly fine. I said, mommy has no doubt in the world that we are going to have the best summer ever, and we're going to be fine. And it was just like that. I mean, I've had peace about it. And you did and have a good really summer. Oh, I had an amazing, the only time I have ever had a summer with my children. As, you know, I've worked the entire time they've been alive, you know. Yeah. And never had a summer off with my kids. And although it was a strange summer with COVID, I mean, I just loved every second of it. I mean, could not have asked for more. And I love the fact that the two movies you thought of with Mel Gibson spoke into exactly what you walked through. You had to be brave of heart, brave heart. And it wasn't that you were a lethal weapon, but it was the fact that there was joy in the midst of crisis. So that was a yes. comedy about crisis, Lethal Weapon was. Yes. So you had joy in the midst of crisis. And and what I love is the fact you didn't have to have detailed, specific interpretations for those two dreams. You had general understanding of some things they might be speaking into. And when the events unfolded, you, without having had detailed interpretation, you had a knowledge that your creator God already knew this was coming. Right. And he had you covered. Yep. That, I mean, that is, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people I talked to afterwards. I mean, I even, I mean, I even, I know the person that had to let me go. I mean, that's not an easy thing to have to let anybody go, you right. know? Right. And I really felt so much, this is probably crazy, but I felt so much peace and Okay, I mean, I just was okay about it, you know, that <clears throat> I literally text him and said, please don't worry about me. Don't worry about this. I, you know, I am good. And I just didn't want him to have that burden because we had, you know, we from the same area, you know, had, with no kids, you know, it's just, I just didn't, it was, I know it was a hard thing right. for right. him to have to do. And I didn't want him to have a burden about it. So <clears throat> I just felt like I needed to say, hey. I'm good, you know, don't worry about me. And it was so, after I would talk to people, they were like, you just seem at peace with this. And I'm like, I am. I just cannot explain to you how, I mean, at this point, too, none of the other things that happened. I was just unemployed. I mean, right. you know. <clears throat> and y'all and rely on your I, income. You rely on your income. Yes, yes. It's, it's not like not you're just a bonus there. For, <laughs> I mean, your husband, right, your right. husband works, but you work, too. I mean, but, you 
Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was, you know, we needed it. Yeah. And, uh, well, so, and let, so, I mean. Let me ask you a question. Are, did, what was the end result? Are you working again now? To what happened? Tell us about what's going on now. Yes. Yeah. So, um, it was not long after that. Um, I, um, you know, was just kind of text messaging a few people that I had, had connections with, you know, and messaged one guy and said, hey, you know, you got time to talk and he calls me back. He was like, what's happening? And I was like, and told him, you know, it was somebody I had used to work with that had retired. And um, he said, well, I've, I've got a great position. I was like, are you kidding? And it just happened that he, they did not need me to start <coughs> until the, <coughs> the end of the summer. And uh, so they, the position, they really didn't need me to come in any earlier, and it just worked out just perfectly. Oh so, and I hear you uh, really like this new place. I love it. It's just, it's, <laughs> it has been the perfect fit for me. That's A lot less pressure. Yeah. And, well, let's pray. And, and look at how good God is. He gives you the dream to prepare you for it. He allows the job to terminate at a time when you were already comfortable with being at home and getting used to it. He then leaves you at home for an entire summer with your kids, which you've never had the chance to do, and gives you a job that you're more comfortable with when you take it at the end of the summer than you've been in the previous place. It's yes. just so cool. I know. I mean, I, I feel so blessed. It's just, it's really just worked out so perfectly for us. It's and, so uh, awesome. Yeah. That's so it, it awesome. It really has been. Well, I love it. We're out of time. So it's been a great story, a great dream story. And I, I love it. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing this story with folks because I know they're going to love it. Thank you all for asking. Well, we were glad you could come on and just have a chance to share because we referred to the dreams before in the podcast, but now everybody heard the full story. And we're kind of at the end of the dreams now where you're actually, they've come to pass. And for some people, that yeah, takes years. For you, it only took a few months. So yeah, It's cool. It's awesome. I know. I really love sharing it. So thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we love it. We're, we are wrapping up because our time is up. Uh, it's been awesome to hear this story and to realize that the dream interpretate, the dream didn't have to be completely and totally understood. The interpretation didn't have to be perfect. There just had to be enough there that planted a seed that when it begins to unfold, it can bring the peace and the joy that it was intended to bring. And those two dreams did exactly that for Amanda. So yeah. it's just such a cool thing awesome. to hear and see. And I love the fact the time frame was short. Mm -hmm. So we get within a few months to see the full fullness of it unfold. We That's don't always right. have that, like That's you mentioned. Right. So That's right. it's really cool. That's all the time we've got for today. So I guess we've come to that point in the show where it's time for me to say, until next time, keep dreaming. <laughs>